Haini pi, haini pi, haini pi. Wajani wina, shankishna, hini karagiwina. Hanachni pi, harajarawi. Piha unnangshana. Good morning from the land of 11 nations, or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope that everyone enjoyed the holiday with their loved ones and that your time was well spent together. Down here in the Valley of the Sun, spending a little time with some family. Uh, doing 28 hours in a car is a tad bit much for me, my advanced years and temperament. But I figured, hey, I can do this. Yeah, I'm flying here from now on. Case closed. Bailiff, call the next case. So I'm hoping everyone got their ARPA funds by now and everyone put the whole thing into the retirement funds, children college funds, or Robin Hood accounts. I went to the bank, got it all out in $10 bills, just because I could, and went home. I put it under my pillow and went to sleep. I'm not going to lie, this past week was both thrilling and nerve-wracking. I am not, and was not above receiving the ARPA 3000. I realized that quite a few of you were opposed to the president distributing these funds to the Ho-Chung Nation citizenry, and you all, you all you made your objections known. Either way, like many of you, I would have survived without it. Still, government cheese is always a welcome addition to any party I throw. Watching the Byzantine process of the ARPA funds distribution snake its way through the labyrinth of a government processes, I shivered in anticipation. The excitement as we watched each step of the legislation and resolution, watching as everyone individually and collectively signed off on it, was intense. As each completed step brought the process one step closer to those funds resting comfortably in our bank account, well, I was just giddy. Each random post on Facebook was followed swiftly by confirmation on the Ho-Chunk Nation or the Ho-Chunk Nation legislative pages until finally I got that confirmation from my better half that the deed was in fact done. The eagle has shit is what the text said. Jubilation. Yeah, I know a lot of you going to go around, do the grown-up thing, and be all offended and harumph around because I'm making light of the ARPA funds dispute and distribution. I really don't care. I didn't cause the incident, and all of your fur and fur and angst can and should be directed at the people who incited the hullabaloo. But there will be no blame, no torches and pitchforks, no tar and feathers, no storming the castle walls. We'll take all the drama and angst of the past week and just conveniently forget about it, as easily forget about the wrapping paper that covers the gifts resting underneath the Christmas tree. But we'll also get that $700 in January, and everyone who mentioned that particular issue as a deal breaker, well, they'll quietly slide seamlessly back into the ether. Any hoozle. A sincere thanks to everyone involved who made this Christmas present a little more funner and a little sweeter. Y'all cut it close, but it was one of the most exciting, rewarding Christmas presents ever delivered to the Ho-Chunk Nation. Kudos to everyone from the president, the legislators, the judge, and those in treasury. Merry Christmas. On last week's episode, I just highlighted some of the week's activities that had occurred. One of the things that happened was the 12 clan shareholders meeting. I focused on the chaos surrounding the meeting, but we never discussed anything about the financial nature of 12 clans and how it di directly affects the nation. thought I would ask someone who understood a little, well, who understands quite a bit more about finances and explain them to me in relation to 12 clans. Perhaps, perhaps he can explain why 12 clans is no longer a good deal for our nation. By the way, all of you can listen in on a conversation too. 
Uh, an underreported action taken by Vice President Thundercloud this week was her signing a letter of commitment to the state of Wisconsin for the Ho-Chunk Nation's input for the AB interchange. This seemingly benign and innocuous action will have a serious positive effects for the nation in the future. Dan Brown, the executive manager of the Ho-Chunk, of Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, will illuminate some of the positive attributes that this action opens up for the nation. In essence, he's going to tell us why this is a big deal for us. As always, I can be reached through my email address, address moneycuckseek at gmail.com. Also, I can be reached at the Chapotique Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages. On all of these sites, as always, I can be scolded, admonished, berated, yelled at, lectured, chastened, bullied, ignored, or engaged. Whatever you have time for. Well, good evening, everyone. Um, just wanted to get back with everybody. And I invited um, John Warner here. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was 12 clans. And then I heard that at an area meeting, uh, you'd made some uh, motions. So uh, good evening, John. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Shelby? Uh, not How's too bad. Been? Not too bad. Um, one of the reasons I got on you, because I was... Uh, Really staging a fit about the uh, 12 clans uh, debacle up there, their uh, presentation. And then uh, word got to me that uh, you'd made some uh, motions at uh, your area meeting. You want to share what you uh, said to the class? <laughs> yeah, so at uh, our area two meeting, um, a couple people, had, you know, I, I, I didn't get a chance to go to the 12 clans uh, uh, farce of a. Uh, uh, dividends or shareholders meeting you know i had to i had to work I, I i didn't want to take any time off and saving it up for christmas but um you know there's some pretty interesting things that went on that i was told um by by our controller that it that attended or kind of temporarily attended and um and of course you and then it became a really big topic at our area meeting and um so we were able to get a couple, um, a couple motions off that you know District Two is concerned about, and we're, we're concerned. We, you know, we get concerned about a lot of things. But um, the first motion was actually, um, you know, you, you talked on your last podcast about the safety and the threats about uh, the board members uh, being threatened for their lives. That's why they had the Marine there. Uh, what's his name again? You it know, was uh, Alex Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, Alex Rodriguez, the Marine, uh, is there for the, out of the goodness of his heart, I guess. And, well, needless to say, so what we felt was important is if so, if nobody's doing anything, well, let's just rely on the president to fix this. So we, we went ahead and made a motion to have the attorney general uh, investigate and prosecute tribal members um, that made death threats. Uh, on on our board members, you know, we can be disgruntled with our government. We can just be disgruntled with our operations. But you know, death threats those are those are that's kind of a bad mix. puts bad taste in your mouth, you know. So what we we felt really strong that hey, the attorney general needs to investigate the you know and prosecute any tribal member that made death threats. That passed unanimously, um, and then we also had a. Uh, 
a uh, another motion was actually to have the attorney general investigate 12 clans procedures as well to make sure that they're following uh, their their charter tribal charter and and uh, for voting so the the whole thing was uh based on what they were doing and how the tribal government can actually get involved and start uh, prosecuting the board members for not following their own charter. Um, you know, they're, they're voted, there are voting regulations, and I don't know if you or people understand that once you're a federally chartered corporation, you fall under the uh, Securities Exchange Commission and the United uh, Uniform Commercial Code. Whoa, whoa, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this. So, section section seventeen corporations and general corporations. And yeah. General corporations are under the SEC and SEC. Yeah. So that's federal, those are federal crimes if you uh, are convicted of something it, like that. Yeah, that's where you get into a lot of the white collar stuff. You know, um, so that's where SEC. You know, all the like the uh, was that the Wolf of Wall Street? That guy was inside trading. And, right. SEC, uh, Securities Exchange Commission, they regulate all the fiduciaries uh, to ensure that these people are acting in, a, in, a, in an honorable and trustworthy manner. And it sounds like they haven't been. Um, and after looking at, uh, I got a picture of one of the uh, the voting uh, ballots. You're right. And that's not a ballot to me. That's a... I was told Kim Jong-un would be proud of that election. <laughs> I'm sure he engineered it because that was uh, there was a lot of clamor. But along those lines, there were 68 people who turned in ballots. 40 of those people voted for that, um, uh, you know, that board? The, can yeah, the board. And I, the, the, two, the two people's names on there, you know... They've been here since Dirt was young with the, you know, twelve clans, and they've never shown a profit. You know, Susan Wakan was the only new person on there, and you know, I mean, we can't, you know, throw her out with everybody else. So we have to give her a break because she just got there. But how can you how can you elect those people without even thinking about that? Well, I don't think I don't think our memberships um, or the shareholder. You kind of this is new stuff, you know. It's not new to um, some of us that have been in the outside world, where we're shareholders and, and investors, and we, you know, we know how to communicate and, and we use our, the power of vote, you know, to to elect those positions in corporations. But you know, if you don't have a lot of experience dealing with the outside world and the corporations, and they give you a piece of paper and you don't know any better, where it says yes, only yes. You go well. I guess this is the way it's supposed to be. So I, I I I blame in part on ignorance and and because there's a lack of education and training that Twelve Clans has constantly uh, provided. Uh, you know, I had talked to David Green here a long time ago, and one of his biggest pet peeves with the Twelve Clans Corporation was they didn't communicate enough, and they wouldn't communicate with the government as well either. And there was a lot of. Um, they, they weren't they weren't as open as they had wanted to be so or he had expected them to be or whatever the case is but you know um i'm i personally was really dissatisfied with the way 12 clans was developed to begin with and i think we've had a discussion on this in the past on a, uh, another podcast of 
we're developing in the Department of Business one, uh, a Section 17 and a charter for uh, operating businesses. And when this was brought forth, this was supposed to be a, um, the way I understood it, it was brought forth for economic development to make uh, um, uh, investments and passive investments and active investments to businesses that would that would help us thrive. And after looking at those financials that were provided, it's pretty sad. We have money locked up in the bank, drawing money market accounts. You know, um, they were supposed to do venture capitalism, you know, high risk, high return. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I was looking at some of the number, one of the number sets investment cash of, of $350,000 and uh, holy 357 actually cash received from interest and dividends $357,831 and that's sad on $20 million investment and we have over $13 million locked up in the bank right we just surmised that they were using that money so they didn't lose their nut and that they would always have something there to reach into on uh, when they make their payments to themselves. I mean, this is just conjecture on my part. But you know, if you don't, well, if you don't lose the whole nut, you can always draw a salary. That you know that that really is uh, that's an, you can draw the point and the line together. And, and unfortunately, the sad part is um, being stupid in investments isn't illegal with the SEC. No, uh, you're right. So. They're not in violation in that in that point. You know that's everybody's like, well, they've lost their well, they haven't really lost the money. They're just really bad at investing it. So the only thing that we as tribal members and shareholders for this that that, that we can do is actually go after them for violating their their bylaws, voting rights, and violation of their charter, and get them for. Um, uh, the rules they're, they're breaking the rules they're not doing everything correctly and uh, I was even told they lied to a lot of tribal members and forced them to uh, provide their name and information and email and, and they said it was in the charter Correct. and th- that is an incorrect statement now, it's absolutely false they've lied therefore uh, you know that's, a, that's, that's that is uh, unethical therefore that is uh, a violation of a fiduciary. Well, that was one of the things that, though, I think we talked about on the pod, was that Alex Rodriguez was at the registration table, and when people came up, he told them that this was um, in the charter, and I think we had a couple people who disagreed. Um, the couple of women behind me, they told him no, that's not how they do things, but they signed it, and we had one uh, tribal member who just got upset and left, but along those same lines that Alex Rodriguez was the one who ran the meeting. He's not even a member of the board. He's not a member of 12 clans. And yet he ran our meeting. And we let him. And yeah, that's sad too. I mean, you know, that's uh, that's a violation of our board. You know, I, I believe the charter requires that they provide a report. They, the board, or their appointee. So... You know, this is where the areas have to really start getting together. And um, I had a meeting, I don't know, probably two months ago before General Council. And we had talked to a former legislator that was involved in the organization of 12 clans. 
and that legislators made statements to the to the point of our legislature can change the board so we know that they can pull people off the board and they can change it up uh our okay, legislature now i just want to reiterate and just you know i'd loudly announce what you just said is that our legislature can change the board is that correct they can change the board and the bylaws and can they get rid of the uh chairman yes they could so if the our legislature got together tomorrow they could change the entire board of 12 clans yes they could is there a they reason? find them in breach is there a reason they haven't you know, I, I couldn't tell you. If, I don't think they pay attention. Well, there were there were there were members there as five or six of them uh, legislators at this meeting. They barely understand how to budget our government, and and you know, see that's why I'm saying these are these are complex things that people are doing, and if they don't really truly understand how uh, something like this needs to function. They, sh they shouldn't be involved. That's why when 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 we were presenting this, it should have been came from the executive side and there should have been more interaction with the executive. It was fully, it was done by the uh, legislature by themselves in a vacuum. So when they, they, you know, they've got these new things they're doing, you know, they're doing an economic development grant. Well, when you do economic development and you do investments, you know, it, it takes people to vet this information and it, and you know, we don't have our, our elected leadership doesn't have the educational background to take on some of these complex financial instruments. And if they have a, 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 a bad legal team giving them bad legal advice, you know, we're going to go down a, a really bad, sad hole. Well, who would uh, have so, this um, knowledge? I mean, Mike Murphy, uh, Carlson Brady. <laughs> uh, the the real thing is uh, electing uh, tribal members with uh, investment experience, with uh, corporate board experience, with outside corporate world experience. Right now, from what I can see, I've done some vetting on some of the board members. They're professional board members. That's what they get paid to do. That's how they invest and make their money. Two of those guys are Cherokee, uh, Cherokee tribal members. Both uh, Lambert and whatever. They're, I think they're Eastern Band Cherokee. But they, they preside on a couple boards. And, you know, Indian country is full of a lot of boards for economic development. And that's, they really make a, there's people out there that, that sit on three or four of the boards and they make it. $100,000 a year of doing six meetings a month on corporate boards. It's kind of sad. It's kind of a scam, and it's turned into it lately. But I, I believe that we have set ourselves up because we didn't have the other half of the component advising the legislature and the executive side. So it, it was done, again, it, it, it comes out to legislature acting independent of the executive you know and and that's really where things fail well i didn't want to belabor the point um too much i just wanted to kind of bring it up and we've kind of gone off on a tangent here but yeah, um, one of the things i want to talk to you about is um 
uh, we sat next to each other at uh, the GC this year, the failed GC, and I just kind of wanted to get your um, feel on how things went. I mean, I know how I felt they went. I didn't think we, uh, everything was great except the fact that we didn't make quorum and nothing got done. Um, this is the third GC in a row. Well, we've had a special one and then two general councils that we failed to make quorum at. Um, is this a trend? I I don't believe it's a trend. I think this one was a you know weather. You said it. Weather had a lot to do with it. Location had some of it. To, something to do with it. I think it was pulled off pretty well. I, you know, you said that I liked the organization of the hey I was set up. I thought that was great. Um, but I think people are forgetting what's going to happen at our next general council. So every time we present these resolutions, you know, I had a resolution for the removal of Derek Brinegar, um, that I was trying to get approved in the September, uh, annual, they got postponed. Um, so my resolution that I had submitted has actually stayed on the agenda for this general council, um, in December. And again, uh, my resolution for removal will also show up on next year's general council again because that we didn't meet quorum so not only did darren have my removal but darren also had a recall um we had a removal for the president we had a removal and a recall for the vice president you know so there was some of that uh going on but what really made me sad is uh we had a d2 uh work group trying to empower general counsel uh and there was about nine resolutions trying to bring the power back to the people. And, you know, the sad thing is if we don't meet quorum and we don't get together and show up and make it a point, we can't take control of our government. And all these things like 12 clans with the economic development by the legislature, the legislative overreach, the lack of communication, all of that fall about without the people doing their job showing up and, and putting the power back into the people, we're not going to go anywhere and we're not going to be able to fix it. And we're just going to have to listen to Shelby Grant and John Warner pound a drum. Yeah, I'm not really good at pounding drums anymore. But um, one of the things that um, I thought was really good was the uh, booklet that um, the advocate handed out with all the different um, items enumerated and... This is what we need, I think, when we go to GC, that we have this information available to us. Um, i like to see something quarterly that we could do. Are you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, we've actually been trying to meet and trying to talk uh, the advocate into having a monthly meeting again uh, so that it's a, gen it's a general council, office of general council will put on a monthly meeting uh, to bring up the issues because, you know, at our area meeting, we're not, they're not listening to us. Um, they're not moving forward on some of the stuff that we want. So if we tell the general counsel advocate, maybe she can communicate with the president if there's an issue or she can communicate with the legislature if there's an issue. Um, and, and then we can have our people realize the real power of our government is uh, the general counsel. And I think you've said that, but, but really it's in the organization because people forget we're the trunk of the tree. We're not a branch. We're the trunk. The uh, general counsel um, gave the power to make law and appropriate to the legislature. The general counsel gave 
delegated their authority to the executive to administer funds and enforce the law. They delegated their authority, their sovereign powers, to the judiciary to, to make determinations on behalf of them. And when we wrote the Constitution or implemented this particular Constitution, we, the people, gave all of our inherent power to the general council. And quite frankly, if we're not exercising those of our authority as general council and forcing our government or other the branches of our of our tree to do what we want, we're not going to go anywhere. True enough. True enough. Um, one last thing I wanted to talk to you about. Um, is um, the vice president recently signed um, a letter of intent with the state of Wisconsin for the uh, AB interchange. And um, I don't know if you, you know anything about it, but I just wanted to give kudos to her. And I think um, a lot of the uh, Madison team worked on this. Um, have you heard anything about this? Yeah, um, I... You know, uh, it was at our the most recent finance uh, finance meeting. It was an open session today, as a matter of fact, I believe. And uh, the EM Dan Brown uh, was just praising the VP and Karina um, uh, Thundercloud for signing it, and uh, praising Sarah Lemieux, which is that D three rep that really kind of helped force that thing through. And you know. We've been the, the the Madison team's been working on that thing for about two and a half years now, and we we're about to lose that project um, just because of that that silly commitment that we had agreed to, which is um, it's called the state municipal financial agreement. So it's basically we're paying our fair our, our share of uh, that road expansion for whatever whatever fee. So. You know, it's if that right there in itself is what economic development truly is. So I applaud them too. They did a good job. We did a good job. Yeah, that's all I just want to say. I mean, it, that paints a good picture for the uh, future of the tribe down there in Madison because that opens up a lot of things for us. And so I thought um, it was good foresight by the legislature and the vice president. And um, it showed a lot of your hard work. It finally came through on that. Yeah, and, you know, believe it or not, the president helped considerable during that whole process. You know, the executive the executive does, the legislature signs and agrees, and, and they aren't a rubber stamp. They do vet things, and that is kind of their job. But sometimes, <laughs> if it's been vetted 22 times, you don't need that 23rd vet. <laughs> well, I don't want to hold you up too much. Um let me give you the floor. You got anything you want to add the uh, last 30 seconds or so? I just want to say, you know, thank you for uh, bringing me on again. I hate to bore everybody's ears, and maybe I went off on tangents, but, you know, general counsel is important. Please, everybody show up. I'll be there next year, next fall. I have my resolution to remove Darren. Um, I'm not, act, you know, I have a big speech on that. I'm not pro-removal, but, you know, sometimes um, things have to be. And the only way we're going to get stuff done is by people attending the area meetings, attending general counsel, attending the 12 clans meeting. These are really important uh, things to get done. And if you want to take take your government back, you've got to be active. The apathy is what's killing it. Even if you don't agree with me or agree with Shelby Grant or 
uh, any of the other people that's been on the uh, on the podcast or hot dog or whatever the heck's out there, you know, you, you gotta you gotta hear and you gotta be involved. All right, it's good enough. So uh, you have yourself a good night, and uh, we will talk again later. Thank you very much for your time. Good night. Here we are at the end of another podcast. It seems the theme of this podcast was unmet expectations. There is no use going over what just happened. Let's just take a look at what I think would help going forward. We have copied the federal, state, and local government bureaucracies in our attempt to govern fairly. It is fine for what it is, but it does nothing to address our financial disagreements or shortcomings. I'm looking at a path that reduces our reliance on local, state, federal, and ho-chunk government systems. I'm looking at a path where our only need for government is to ensure our safety, public utilities, and good roads. I don't believe that we can walk that path if we follow any of these government entities. I believe we will walk that path if we all strive for private employment and entrepreneurship. I'm not asking anybody to quit their government jobs. I'm asking everybody to look at the world and see all the opportunities that technology affords us. This coming year, begin the process of building something that you can call your own. There are so many tutorials and educational opportunities available to all of us that if we take that first step to seize an opportunity, we are taking the first step to change our future. We are taking the first step for our own financial independence. And last but not least, can our uh, legislature please stop going into executive sessions so darn much? Can at least two or three legislators vote against it just for show? You know, take turns so everybody votes against it. And it looks like the legislature really wants open government.